Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Geeks Experience where we're going to talk about Halo and Moon Knight. Moon Knight's last episode was last week, we're going to give a quick thought on that. And we're going to give our quick thoughts on the two most questionable episodes of Halo. Well, I mean, I was going to say recent, but I guess questionable is also one of those uh, words you could use uh, about this series. Uh, and of course, like, uh, we didn't do an episode for this last week, especially for Moon Knight, uh, because, well, we had Doctor Strange. And a lot of weird, strange things happen there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, sorry for the late uh, review for the Moon Knight one, but uh, you'll get to these here, what we thought about that, and I guess sort of the series as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, let's just jump into uh, Moon Knight, the final episode. Uh, sort of, we pick up where we sort of left off with uh, Mark being dead and then uh, Harrow getting... Ahmet's little stone statue thing. Yeah, and he's essentially sucking up souls like left and right, like it was an Evil Dead episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh has like he's like his cane gets upgraded into like this weird axe looking thing, and he just starts being like he he just hits it down like Gandalf, but instead of like you know you know like uh you know, destroying the you know. The, <laughs> the scene from the Balrog scene, you know? Yeah, but instead of destroying a, a bridge, he destroys lives. Yeah, he destroys lives that he finds, you know, like, that are not, you know... Which I think that that's the one question about, and I think they kind of, they do address it a little bit, it's like, that Amit doesn't really have a good uh, sense of who what is considered good and bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we do get to see her as well once she is released, and she's yeah. a giant crocodile lady. Uh, but yeah, her, her whole... And she has a debate, more or less, with uh, Kanju, because Kanju is very much, I deliver justice against those who have, you yeah. know, caused crime and stuff. Uh, and Ahmet's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I deliver justice before they even get to do said crime. So, you know, it's a very sort of like... It's... They both have a very screwed up sense of justice. Yeah, more or less. Um, I feel like, overall, Ahmet is definitely more... Uh, questionable simply yeah. because yeah uh uh Kanshu basically more or less just takes people's hostage to yeah. make them his uh avatars more or less while yeah. Ahmet very much uh denies people like the freedom like they see that oh you're gonna cause something bad down your life and it's like yeah well what if you know what if they can change Kind of thing. That's you know, the, of... the, the good old superhero uh, spell, right? You know, just because you've done... The, you have the ability to, to be better. Yeah, more or less. So, that's sort of that huge debate going on. And, uh... Uh... I forget her name. Uh, uh, oh, the girl... The, uh, the wife? Yeah. Um, I want to say it's Lydia, but it's not Lydia. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's it's not. I mean, I'll, I'll try to look it up real quick. Yeah, no. Um, so 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 she essentially is given tasked by another god, uh, Tawed. Tawed, yeah, to um essentially free uh, uh, Khonshu, and which she does succeed in that. But also, uh, you're gonna need some help there. So that god, Tawed, yeah, yeah, she's like. I'll help you out. I'll make your costume in the kind of same way that uh, Moon Knight has it. Yeah, she becomes uh, her avatar. Yeah, uh, based on an actual character, they just gender swapped it, and I'm just like, that's cool. I don't even know who the fuck that character is. Yeah, I mean, like, when it comes to, like, that kind of, uh, I guess, moments, uh, like, I mean, yeah, like, people are more fine with changes. I mean, heck, uh, if you want to go into it, the Guardians themselves, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, are significantly different from their original comic book counterparts. Well, like, they have, like, notable mainstays like Rocket and Groot, yes, but, like, oh, but if you were to say, oh, man, I love the Guardians, you can't have that. You're gonna be asked, okay, but which group, though? <laughs> yeah. Like, which, because the Star-Lord was not the founding member. No, no. Oh, it was Layla, by the way. Layla, that's Yeah, yeah, we were, we were close, we were yeah. close. Uh, but yeah, no, Layla, uh, it's what funny. What? Was that said, close? I mean, you said Lydia. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it both start with L. Yeah. But yeah, no. Actually, to be fair, um, uh, yeah, that is true. Because I mean, if you uh, saw the, uh, I think, the Guardians of the Galaxy show up in that old uh, Avengers show, and they are, and like Star Lord is like completely different from the Star Lord. Oh, Earthlings Heroes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's always, that's always been like one of my favorite interpretations, though. Yeah. Because um, he's like, I just. 
we're in Earth, and I gotta explain some shit. Yeah, more or less. It's like you guys don't know anything what happens out there. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you know. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, back to the uh, Moon Knight episode. What is interesting is that Kanchu does try to like make Layla uh, his avatar, and she's like, "No, I don't want any of that." Look, you you fucked up, Mark. Real bad. I'm not doing that. It's like, well, all right. All I guess right. I guess I'll I, move somewhere else. I guess I gotta fight uh, Ahmed on my own, and uh, that's more or less what happens. Yeah. But of course, we uh, we come back to Mark being in the field of reeds, yeah. and like sort of Tawei's like, you can rest now, you know. And he's like, no, no, I, I got time to rest. I gotta go back for my friend. I gotta go back for Stephen. <laughs> Which he does, and like in a very touching moment, they were able to like bring back Steve and still be in balance and enough time for them to go back mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, still a little questionable on that. And well, and since he's back. You know, Conchie's back. He's like, Mark, you're back. And he goes and saves his ass. Yeah, he makes the contract against so that way he doesn't die from his Well, limits. not the same contract. Not the same, because Steven's very much sort of the negotiator. It's like, I mean, we're a package deal here, Conchie. I mean... And he's like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, nah, I'm here now, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm part of this relationship now here, boys. All right, let's, let's figure this out. So they sort of build up like, okay, listen, we stop Ahmet... And then you just release us. Yeah. All right. And you know, Conchie's very much regretful. He's like, "Fine. All right. I'll... All right. All right. I'll do this. All right. Let's 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 get to work. Let's get to work." And this big fight happens. Uh, Layla also helps out. Uh, we get a huge kaiju fight. Which okay. So let me ask you this: um, big kaiju fight. Everyone notices when shit starts happening in the sky. Did no one notice the kaiju fight? Um, I'm pretty sure. My theory is no one noticed. Mostly because no one can see the gods. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like when it comes to some of that uh, stuff, like, I mean, there was the uh, fight in, like, I think a couple episodes back where uh, uh, they're fighting that weird Anubis-like creature thing. Yeah. Uh, but no one can see them. It just looks like Steven's, like, a drunk guy running around. Yeah. So I can only imagine that, like, yeah, the gods themselves, the Egyptian gods, can't be seen. Yeah. But, like, what they can do is affect the world around them. Affect the world around them, and so, that's what so people So shit's going down, but the reason why no one notices is because they can't, like, see them. Mm-hmm. It's it's a battle of, of two invisible foes. Got it. Yeah, like, it, there's two fights. Ahmed versus Kontenshu, who, like, near the, the pyramids, and then uh, it's... Uh, Mark and Layla versus uh, Harrow. And his men. And, yeah. And that fight doesn't end so well because they essentially outnumbered and then uh, Steve blacks out. Well, yeah, well, Mark blacks out. Yeah. And then it gets to, like, everyone just fucked. Harrow's, like, fucking, like... Bloody mess. Yeah, and, you know, Layla's pretty much just, like, standing around like, what the, the fuck th-? did you do? And he's like, I, I don't know. I'd like that. <laughs> But, you know, more or less, uh, the day is saved, uh, at least for now, at yeah. least they stop Hera, because Layla is told by the other Egyptian gods, who are, like, the, the ones that have survived, uh, yeah. that, hey, listen, uh, there's only one way mm-hmm. of uh, making sure we can stop Ahmet now. Yeah. We gotta pin her into a human body, Yeah, and then afterwards, you know, like... <laughs> Take it out of your Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. I mean, to be fair, that's more of Conchu's plan. Obviously, yeah. they're like, we have to seal Amit. Yeah. The Egyptian like, we can only seal Amit now by putting her into a human body. Yeah. Which they do. Uh, and then Conchu, afterwards, they put because they put Amit into Hero's body. And Conchu's mm. like, all right, finish the job. Kill him. It's like, no. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm done. I'm tired. Like, listen, all right. If you want want Ahmed dead so much, you do it. Because you can clearly do it. Yeah, at this point. And, you know, uh, this is more or less where Conchie's like, all right. Guess the deal's off. Yeah, this like, uh, I, I guess I hold up my end of the bargain. We stopped Ahmed, I guess. So he releases uh, Mark and Steven, and they're back at their little uh, apartment. Well, yeah. Yeah, flat or whatever. And uh, With no Layla, that's the weird part. Yeah, that is sort of the interesting part. Um, but hey, you know, they have a better understanding of each other and, uh, probably will have, a interesting, uh, interactions. Meanwhile, um, I think, uh, we get sort of a post-credit scene of Harrow being in a hospital, mental hospital more yeah. or less, 
kind of like a similar to uh, what happened with Mark and Steven in the uh, in the plane of the dead or whatever. Where, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you know he st- like there's some guy that like sort of more or less breaks him out, and you're thinking, oh shit, some one of his followers, yeah, is breaking him out. Like, but no, he gets put into a, 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 a like a limo, and Kanji was there. Nicely dressed, by the way. Yeah, sharp dressed man taking notes from uh, Stephen. You know. Yeah. And you know, uh, Harrow's like, "You can't do anything to me, man. You can't do anything to us." He's like, "Bitch, you thought." Yeah. You thought it was just those two? Nah, man. This, there's more. Yep. There's more, and then we can get introduced to Jake Lockley, who, similar to the vein, is like, from my understanding, that you know, there's been changes to the character. Jake Lockley um, is a Spanish man. Mm-hmm. He, he speaks Spanish. He, uh, and he, clearly he's the more violent one of the three personalities that we've seen. Yep. As it turns out, he, he's, he's, the, he's the other personality. The one that, like, uh, you know, when, when uh, Steven or Mark blacks out and there's a bunch of dead bodies everywhere, that's the guy who takes over. Uh, and yeah, he's like, you know, you know, uh, he kills Harrow in the limo and that sort of ends that. So yeah, Conchu technically upholds his bargain, I guess, in that he, he's not really working with Mark or Steven anymore, but he's using the other personality who looks like is all in. Yeah. It looks like he's definitely all in and like, oh yeah, I'm ready to kill some people. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how the episode ends. Uh, you know, Harrow's dead, and holy shit, shit goes down. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a definitely an interesting way to uh, sort of end the series. Or, I mean, to be fair, I mean, there ha- has been talks about a second season. If they're, they said they're willing to do one if they have some some ideas. So possibly yes, possibly no. Yeah, because I think that's the uh, thing with Moon Knight. Uh, they ended it in a way where, like, there's no other th- way to go but to continue this story. Yeah, like... There's so many open questions and so many things going on that make it go like, Wait, so what's up with this? Okay, so because clearly they established in this story that Steven is sort of the... the Based on the childhood trauma of Mark, right? Yeah. And so, what does that make Jake Lockley? Yeah, that is sort of the uh, the where where did this you know personification come from? Where did this personality originate from? What like where where is this from? Yeah, and I think that sort of will definitely like if they decide to make a second season, that's where we're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, it's gonna be like Mark and Steven realizing, oh hey, we have this third personality. Who the hell is this guy? Where did he come from? How did he develop my, in our My brain? one hope, though, is that they do do that. They don't start off kind of like the way it was in the first episode. Like something's wrong or just like they happen to stumble upon, like, you know, Steve, the, that personality. And to see why it's such a thing. Because clearly Steven and Mark kind of depend on each other. And in a way, you can argue that Jake is like the big protector of the two. He's I, he's like the line of he's the last the, the last resort kind of thing. He's, yeah. He only shows up when he feels like oh they're both gonna you know fuck up or whatever. Yeah, I gotta take over. Which like I said, you can kind of read it as it being him being the more protective of the two, or you know, like he only cares when he, the body he's in is in pure threat. Yeah. Granted, uh, I mean, obviously he didn't show up when he got shot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but. It does seem like he only he shows up very like critically when the time is necessary. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can speculate on that. Um, overall, I think Moon Knight is one of the better series from Disney Plus. I would totally give it something like around like an eight out of ten series for season wise. I do think there is some stuff that is lacking. I feel like this this could have done, and I think this is a consensus for a lot of the the, the Disney TV shows. Uh, Disney Plus shows they they kind of need an, at least a couple more episodes to f- really flesh it out. Yeah, I guess that's a very interesting uh, 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 sort of critique to have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'll say this right now. I think I would agree. It's probably an eight out of ten. Like, I liked it for a lot of parts. I I think pacing was definitely a bit of the issue for me. Mm. Um, but I don't think it necessarily broke the show for me. Like, I think by the end it it, it sort of fit, figured itself out in terms of the pacing. Mm. But yeah, I I definitely do understand uh the sort of want of like maybe like getting an extra like two episodes or whatever to like flesh out some things um and i find it interesting because i feel like that was sort of a critique of the marvel netflix shows that they were too long yeah that they they had that they had like too long because there would be like moments where there would just be like straight up like filler essentially yeah and i the only one i feel like really suffered from that were shows like the later shows like jessica jones all the way to Iron Fist, even, uh, you know, Punisher. I've, I'm not saying, like, um, Daredevil was a perfect, I mean, it kind of is a perfect show. But, like, there were times where it did drag. But the drag kind of was worth it because it did leave time for character development kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, so that's kind of what I got to stand with this show. It's like, I feel like it needs, like, they need to find, like, a right, like, balance, I guess. Or at least a better, pay, find a better pacing for the show. I think that's the only thing that you can do with it. Um, aside from that, yeah, no, I'll t- totally watch Moon Knight. It's, if not, just watch it for Oscar Isaac's performance. Because that's like one of the best performances I've seen from that man. Yeah. And I do, I have heard that, uh, at least at the moment, uh, uh, there probably isn't like a ton of plans of like trying to uh, push Moon Knight into the movies, more or less, or like have him appear there no because my man is a stone cold uh problem yeah like clearly he definitely is a sort of a you know crazy man but uh yeah i i definitely do agree i think i enjoyed moonline a lot uh yeah no yeah there's, there's no other way to say it Moonlight's a great show um i do feel like in the last episode they got overshadowed by dr strange because that came out the same week as ass yeah yeah i guess so, you know, because, like, when Doctor Strange came out, everyone was talking about, oh, shit, they did the, oh, and then it's like, oh, yeah, Moon Knight, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, well, I, I guess uh, they gave it, like, a day, yeah. right, because it comes out Wednesday, and then Doctor Strange uh, early showings were on Thursday. All right, but, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's sort of our, our take on Moon Knight. Let's just jump right into, uh... Holy shit. Uh, these last two Halo episodes with, uh, I believe, episode 7 of Halo. And 9. Or is it 9? What episode are we in? 8. 8. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 8. One more episode, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure one more episode. Okay, that's going to be interesting. We're gonna have the, the next episode for this is going to be that, and we're going to have a long discussion about that. Um, but, yeah. Um, Quan Center episode, it was alright. Um, the only great part about it was getting seeing Quan get her ass kicked. Uh, numerous times yeah because this episode more or less yeah picks off where we last left Quan more or less she's uh driving through the desert trying to meet these mystics or whatever yeah that told her dad hey some things and like you know she's like trying to figure out all right what the fuck's going on and uh yeah she's very much like <laughs> like yeah she's very much fueled by anger and stuff and like the lady's like hey listen all right calm yourself all right you're being you're being led astray by all these emotions and anger. It's like, like no, it's the only thing I have left. I must avenge my father. And then like, which leads to her having this vision quest again. Her beginning her ass kicked by chief. Yeah, like straight up, just like her being put into like a fight club scenario of just like here, use this to beat chief. And it's like yeah, and it's like oh wait, he's the master chief. Just, <laughs> you just like it got pretty funny though. It did get a little bit funny, especially because like the random uh, that guy from like uh, two, couple, yeah, like I think episode two. You know the, the crazy dude. He's like hyping her up. He's like her. He's like you got this. You got this. You got. He's it. the Mick to the Rocky. Yeah, you can do it. And then it's like, oh, you can't do it. Don't yeah. die this time. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be pretty funny. But just every time he's just like, yeah, yeah, just try this. I guess I don't know. I mean, we do get a at least a good moment with Quan afterwards, where she's just like, "I don't know what you want from me. I can't. Why? Why am I doing this?" And then it's like Chief takes off the helmet, you know, gives her a hand, and then leads her to this well thing mm-hmm. where she sees sort of visions of like 
her ancestors and then her father. Also, uh, AI unit. Yeah, some weird AI unit, it looks yeah. like. What are they called? I don't know. It was like a weird orb thing. I don't think I've seen that before in the... Was, was it not like a Guilty Sparks? <sighs> See... I, it's entirely possible that it that, that it is like a monitor. Yeah. Uh, like a forerunner monitor or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't on it, it wasn't yeah. on screen long enough for me to like register not, it. register like it being that. Yeah. But yeah, we we more or less learn that uh, what the mystics told her dad was uh, more or less that her, that their family is there to help protect this portal essentially. Yeah. That's on magical. That yeah. Will, you know that they must protect it, and that one day someone will come, and mm-hmm. that they must guide them through the portal, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I can just say I don't remember if I said this before the last time we uh, talked about uh, Halo on the show, uh, but I definitely called it because I'm pretty sure I remember sort of being like, "That's gonna be the whole thing with Quan is that she's gonna be the one to help them lead them to like." do something with the halos or whatever yeah. that's the whole like oh you know that's the reason why your father was protecting magical and stuff you know and you fucking called it yeah i did i i yeah yeah so you know that gives her the plot relevance because that because more or less at, at after you know being like given to soren and like john being like protector all right is that like she really doesn't have much plot relevance no she does not other than just wanting to like you know liberate magical and stuff but yeah uh here she finally gets a bit of product relevance and she at least sort of calms down on being kind of a brat a little bit a little bit uh meanwhile uh we cut with soren which Who I'm gonna... somehow got off planet yeah which this happened all off screen of him basically being able to leave madrigal and it's imp- it's said uh by other characters that like like he just got to leave. Like the people yeah. that were like questioned him about Quan, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know where she is," and they just let him go. Like even a uh, Vishner, the uh, the you know the main bad guy here on Magical, was like, "Like, eh, yeah, whatever, it's fine. She's still here. That's all I know." <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, uh, you know, he's back home with his family. He, he's uh he has a little bit of a side plot with uh one of his uh second in command squirrel or whatever. Where it seems like Squirrel sort of questions his, uh, is it like, you're going soft. You didn't get the bounty on Quan or whatever. And he's like, all right, whatever. You know, we'll do this job that you're going to do. And then he sort of puts him in his place. And it's like, you thought you could replace me, boy? No, I'm the, I'm the big dog here. His words, not yours. Yeah, my words, not his, obviously. But that's sort of where that plot line goes. But, and you know. He does have a moment of like, damn it, I gotta go save this kid. Yeah, cause the wife's like, yeah, you listen, you gotta, you know, you gotta do the right thing. Gotta do the right thing, sure. And it's like, all right, I'll be back. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, like, Quan more or less uh, goes back to where it all began yeah. uh, in that one area. Sort of have like more or less a final showdown with uh, Vichner. Obviously, Soren's there to help. Uh, big a, explosion. Yeah, more or less. They they beat the bad guys more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soren gets all the money he was promised. They sort of leave on like good terms, like, he, of like, uh, like you, yeah. you're you're fine, kid. Yeah. Just don't call me again. I don't like coming back here. <laughs> Hell no, fuck that shit. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of where that episode more or less ends. And yeah, it's all right. Uh. Uh, Quan finally gets some relevance, gets a bit of character development. Uh, I still don't really care much for her character, but at least she's doing something now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soren is probably definitely the highlight of of her bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean that's sort of the episode. Really, it's not really that complicated. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. I got nothing to say. Yeah. It's not that this is a bad episode. It's more like, I guess stuff happens. It's just that 
with Quan, it's kind of hard for me to care because she's been so one note the whole time. But granted, I feel like this is a good stepping stone for her to become a better character and a much more interesting one at that. But it's also questionable because you it didn't feel much like a Halo thing. It felt more like a different kind of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. That's And I think that's sort of the one uh, criticism I think levied at the show that I, I, I can fully understand is that oftentimes the Halo show just feels more like a generic sci-fi show with Halo plastered onto it. And this episode definitely is sort of, I feel like, the epitome of that. Because, yeah, it's all about Quan in this episode, which, I mean, yeah, we didn't get much of her yeah. in the previous episode, so obviously we need to know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And But the main thing is that the more interesting, rather the main plot is with master chief and you know that stuff so mm-hmm. it, it it does feel a little like you, you, like there's there's more interesting stuff going on with chief at the moment and we're just cutting to kwan and her little yeah side quest and it's not like we're and we'll talk about this more in the next in the moment about the next episode right now but it feels like they're the writing is is, is starting to show its it's its way in right where like you're starting to notice a lot more problems in there and I mean that within the next episode because it's centered around Chief and what's her name? McKee. McKee and they're... I finally learned the name. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember last last time we were just like, oh, it's that Covenant lady. I don't remember that her name. Covenant bitch. Yeah. But no, uh, it's McKee. McKee. And essentially they're growing relationship to eventually romance. And just like the whole thing is like... Is one about their relationship and two... Uh, like where does McKee stand in this whole situation but also like what <laughs> yeah like I'll let you explain more but I'm, I, I was just like what's going on anymore yeah it's a uh, let's uh yeah I guess we can just jump into the next episode uh which yeah it, it is centered around uh more or less uh, Chief sort of has a talk with McKee, like, hey, I saw you in that thing. It's like, oh, I saw you too. It's like, yeah, is that the Halo thing? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chief's like, so why did the Covenant want the Halo ring? And she's talking about, oh, it's because of, you know, this thing. I mean, they don't say the Great Journey, but it's the Great it's Journey. It's the fucking Great Journey. You know, like, the believers of the rings shall be lifted and, you know, be saved, and those who don't believe will perish or whatever. And Chief's more or less kind of like, that's weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, and you're saying that humans aren't worthy, and she's pretty, it kind of like goes on a little like, yeah, well, it doesn't seem like they've been uh, done things worthy to me. But Chief's sort of like, nah, nah, humans, we have potential. We, you know, gives a good human speech about humanity being like having the power to change and to do all these great things. And, you know. Uh, change your mind. Yeah, more or less. He he sort of like takes her out to see the human world, more or less. And which is kind of funny because we cut to like I think the uh, one of the commander ladies. I forget her name. Yeah, but she's like the main like directors up, you know, who's like above Halsey and stuff. Mm. She's like, what? This isn't the master chief I know. He would be freaking tearing her apart. Here, here she, here he is, just taking her for a stroll to the park. Mm. I don't like this at all. Uh, I don't think I don't think one. That's what chief would have done too. It's like. Um, okay. Yeah, like, I want her to tear her apart. Just rip her limb from limb. It's like, okay, well, that's a little crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh... Yeah, they just go through the motions of that, more or less. And it is sort of just kind of, like, Chief and McKee bonding and stuff. Meanwhile, uh... We have, I think, uh... Miranda, she's still trying to decipher, more or less, that message... Mm -hmm. Uh, being played because he's sort of just trying to figure out okay why uh, we're getting close to like you know this message i just want to know what the heck who said it or whatever kind of thing you mm-hmm. know and meanwhile uh halsey herself is like sort of she's questioning a lot well that but that but not questioning i mean like she's uh she's starting to see some kinks in that armor baby yeah uh in terms of just like i think i got my way in I think I can get my way back into this, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and she has a talk with uh, Captain Keys, and Keys is very much just like, no, why are you obsessed with the future and, you know, the humanity's future stuff? Why do you keep destroying everything around you just to get this potential? And she's like, it's because it's worth it. Keys, it's all worth it in the end. It doesn't, I don't, you know, I'll sacrifice everything I have to just to, like, push humanity further and further beyond. And yeah. It's just like, what? All right. Okay. We're going there. And then, like, it's just so weird because it's, it's, it's just like, where, where is this going? And then, like, probably the weirdest thing that happened in this episode was just the fact that, well, not weird. I didn't find it that weird. I, think, I was like, oh, I mean, this was going to happen. They've been teasing it for, like, what now, an episode or two? That Chief was going to bang? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the, uh, that's the big one in this one where, uh, yeah, they, uh, Chief and McKee definitely, uh, bang it. Uh, it's, uh, definitely weird because, I mean, if you know Halo lore, uh, Chief doesn't really care much for that. I mean, granted, I know in the show, you know, it's already implied he took out his little emotional inhibitor thing, and, yeah. you know, that's why he's kind of, like, I guess, like, this weird, more or less, um, but yeah, it definitely is weird is because, yeah, in the lore, uh, the Spartans don't really have much of a sex drive. No, because it just got destroyed. Yeah, so, you know, it, it is weird that that does happen. And I guess what's even weirder is that it's, a, it's after that moment that McKee is more or less kind of like, you know what, I'm going to help you guys. I love John. You know, yeah. It's just like, alright. And then Keys comes in to screw that up. And then we're back to square one. You're you're, missing, you're skipping a lot of parts. Am I? I I, I okay. I did. Okay, I guess you're right. I did. Yeah, because there's uh there's there's there is uh some pivotal moments to cause that. I.e. Um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, mainly, um, uh, Halsey begins her sort of plan of uh having Cortana relay a message to McKee and being like. And, you know, Cortana, you know, Halsey's like, hey, listen, I know you like John, you know, I know you, you, you know, I'm happy for you guys, um, but I want you to know, uh, that you gotta get that artifact out of here. I got a ship, and we're gonna, you gotta get the artifact to me, and we're gonna leave, and stuff. And McKee is very much like, why, 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 why is that? And it's like, listen, all right, humans, you know, at their current form, they're not, they're not worthy, you know, they're not cool. You know, we're not ready. Yeah. But if we get the artifacts and we can get to Halo, we can push humanity further into the next step of evolution. You know? And she's like, why are you telling me this and not John? It's like, well, because I feel like you know. All right? I feel like you can trust me and stuff. And that sort of slays the seeds of, like, of doubt. Of doubt for McKee in terms of, like, at first she's like, okay, maybe I can trust humanity again, you know? John's maybe showing me the light, and, and uh, Halsey's like, nah, humans are still dicks. You gotta, you, you know, you gotta, you know, humans are dicks. Mm. Um, I mean, and she also enacts her second plan, which is, uh, obviously, is to take down John by having Cortana, you know, disable him, more or less. Mm -hmm. And this is sort of the moment where Cortana's like, Halsey, I think you're kind of going off the deep end here. <laughs> kind of crazy. You're kind of like, listen, all right, like, you're yeah, you're kind of going a little crazy. I I I I don't want to do this anymore. Actually, I don't want to be like, like, controlling John this much. I I think I'm gonna help him. And she has like, I guess a secret like backup like, mm. almost Order sixty six style like code <laughs> for the Spartans being like, you know like. The UNSC chain of command has been compromised, Spartans. You must only listen to me now. You must uh, retrieve the artifact, uh, take down John, and, you know, uh, get us get, get them to the ship and stuff. And then, you know, uh, I forget. Uh, the two Spartans that haven't been, like, essentially compromised are like, yeah, we got this. Yeah. But Kai, you know, the other Spartan who took out her emotional thing, is like, I don't know about this, guys. It seems a little bit... I, John's I, our friend. Yeah, John's our friend. We can talk to him, and you we know, can convince him not to. And do then this. they just knock her out and tie her to like a, or like chain her to like a, 
a post. Just like God, that was a that was a violent beatdown too. Yeah, you know. I was like, God damn. So yeah, it's sort of like it's all coming to a head. Uh, Chief is trying to get uh, McKee are going to go to the artifact, but then obviously they got that gets derailed. And because you know, Chief tells her to run to get to somewhere safe. She goes to those to the other UNSC personnel, and they're mm. very much. They'd never trusted her from day one, so they're just like, "Where's, where's the master chief? Did you? Are you trying to run? Are you trying to escape?" And it's like, "No, no, 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 no. We gotta help chief. The other Spartans are attacking him, you know." And they're like, at first they're like, they're almost ready to like help her. It's like, "Wait, are you saying that Halsey might be behind this because our comms are down and such and such?" And then Miranda, having we figured it out, who figured out the recording of like, "Oh, that's McKee's voice. <gasps> I gotta tell dad." <laughs> Just starts, yeah, just starts really, literally runs into the room and just like, everybody stop. The voice recording from the ship where everyone died, that voice is McKee's voice. And everybody just goes, I knew it. She's a bad guy. Like, Get her. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. You know, like, I, that's, I like, fell in love with John. Well, I mean, she doesn't say that, but it's like, no, I mean, I'm willing to help you guys now. Please let me trust. And then they're just like shocking her and she gets... PTSD flashbacks, yeah. you know. And she's like, "Fuck humanity." Yeah, and she's like, you know, and you know, they're like, "We're gonna deal with you later." And it's like, "No, I'm gonna destroy you guys now or whatever." Ooh. Touches the fucking artifact, causes the chain, like sort of like a big reaction, knocks everybody down. Chief Caesar and uh, you know gets that vision again. He's like, "Goodbye, John." And then he sort of just kind of comes back to, but also just knocks out because... A lot of shit. Yeah. Also, he was not in armor. Yeah, he was not in armor. And uh, during all this, he's just getting his ass kicked by the other Spartans because... Yeah, I mean, Chief is Chief, but like... You know, getting double teamed by two Spartans in full armor, it's going to hurt him. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kai does come in to help out and sort of like evens the odds. And there is like sort of like a Mexican uh, standoff. More or less, and like, uh, she was like, "It's me, guys. You, you have to trust me, guys." And it's like, "Take the shot. Do it now." <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I mean, that's sort of where the episode ends, where uh, everyone's knocked down. Seems like there's a bit of rubble going around, um, and I mean, it's gonna. I mean, it does seem like it might be setting up uh, that McKee's gonna escape with the artifact. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I think you mentioned this to me before uh, we started the uh, recording. Yes. That could this actually be leading to Fall of Reach stuff? And it's kind of weird because it implies that, doesn't it? It feels like it might be implying that because we did get a scene earlier of like seeing sort of like the Covenant glassing a planet, more or less. Yeah. Like the, the aftermath. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's entirely possible, but to do the Fall of Reach all in one, like, final episode for the season is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, like, that's something you gotta build the fuck up to. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that is, like, the most important thing to happen. Well, there's a lot of important things that happen in, in the Halo universe. That's, like, the big thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the moment that directly happens before the first halo game Mm -hmm. it's the reason why in the first halo game they get to halo because they're running away like the pillar of autumn is running away from the covenant who are more or less destroying reach because they got to get out and they jump to a point where they find the halo ring on complete accident um here i mean it would be because i mean i remember saying before like it's entirely possible that hey, they maybe they might do a fall or reach thing kind of thing, but mm. I was like, well, clearly they can't let McKee like go out because if she now knows where Reach is, then obviously the Covenant go over there. That's that's a big uh, logistical nightmare right there when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but yeah, it does seem like that might be potentially what might happen. Yeah. Although at the same time, we have this Halsey side plot going on where. She's more or less because of that she, you know she was uh, revoked of her privileges and access. And she's kind of just like, well, you know what? I'm gonna go to Halo myself, kind of thing. Which 
I mean, I feel like there might be some people who yeah. are, aren't at, familiar with Halo lore being like, that's just a weird thing for Halsey to do. But it's like, well, not necessarily, especially considering the later games and like Halo 4 with the Spartan uh, ops uh, sort of like multiplayer campaign mm. where she does like... Listen, Halsey's a spiteful person. <laughs> yes, Halsey's very spiteful and she's willing to do whatever it takes to get her, her, her way, even if... You know, especially uh, with in the Spartan Ops story, where she straight up just allies herself with the Covenant remnants in order to do what mm. she needs to do, and then that plot kind of continues in Halo Five, more or less, where she's still hanging out with them, and they're like, "Yeah, Halsey's a bit of a threat. We gotta, we gotta get her back. You know, we gotta like be like, what the fuck, Halsey?" <laughs> um, so it's not weird to me to see a version of Halsey being like this. But it is weird that she's doing it, like, I guess this early on in her character stage, mm. in, in, in this stage of her development as a character. Yeah. Because normally that only happens to her after the war is over and uh, the UNSC and specifically Oni, which is like, I think we, I, uh, in the Halo lore, is it's a uh, basically the CIA for the UNSC. Mm-hmm. Or kind of just like, hey, Halsey, you did some really messed up shit. Uh, with the kids and stuff um we gotta gotta really look into that <laughs> you know so i mean yeah they do sort of question that here but they still are keeping it under wraps because it's like hey we don't want this leaking out to the public at all i mean this we're still in the middle of a war here with the covenant yeah. and it's it's that kind of stuff that makes you go like oh yeah um don't know about that yeah and i think uh yeah it's stuff like this like this uh where i think you mentioned it before where it's like this is where we kind of see some of the writing kind of falling apart because why why would that happen and like it why it's it's always been my problem i always have a problem with where stories kind of start and end the same way and less and and when nothing has changed right like we're back to square one kind of shit i get the point of those kind of stories but usually there's a reason why getting back to square one was kind of a, you know, a thing. Mm-hmm. Here, it's just like, like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, you know, I might change sides. Oh, you know what? Humanity looks like a piece of shit, too. I mean, but, okay, you, so you nothing has changed. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that has changed in that scenario is that McKee probably still has feelings for John, and it's gonna cause a, a rift. Well, yeah, Riff, but mainly it's going to cause conflict mm-hmm. and drama uh, if when the show continues on with her being sort of, like, I guess, one of the main antagonists mm-hmm. and John being our protagonist. And, like, you know, it's going to cause drama and that, like, I still have feelings for you. I have feelings for you, too, but I do must do what I must, uh, you know? You, you know what makes it worse is that you kind of didn't need, like, it's cool. McKee wouldn't have been a bad idea. If you if she was just the human character we saw through the eyes of the Covenant, right? Because throughout the whole entirety of this show, the Covenant aren't even a thing. You know, they're just sort of a blind force of like not a force of nature, but like they're just like an antagonistic group. Yeah, and I think that is. I think I will say probably one of the more disappointing aspects of the show is that. You you would think that McKee would be sort of the uh, that's what it feels like they're setting her that they, they set her up as as like hey they were just gonna use her as a way to like show people the covenant more or less because they're like ah we can't listen to these aliens talk all the time we need at least a human here somewhere yeah you know, that kind of lazy writing but I mean no I mean it seems like the covenant are only yeah they're not just a antagon they're just a antagonistic force. Uh, they're just kind of, they just show up when they need to be shown up as like, oh, crazy aliens, you know, attacking and stuff. Uh, which sucks because the Covenant are like very interesting in terms of how they work. They're, they have a system of command. Yeah, like there's their hierarchy, their structure. They even have like, cause I mean, granted a lot of this came from Halo 2. And there's a lot of, like, sort of internal stuff going on, like, with the Elites and the Brutes and, you know, all this sort of thing. But even if you go more into the, the the story of Halo, you find out a lot of more interesting stuff. Like, the, um, the Hunt, wasn't it the Hunters, um, the Jackals and the Grunts, the two of the smaller groups, they've, there's a lot of infighting to the point where, like, they, they started some euthanizing. 
Yeah, and I mean, heck, uh, freaking the jackals themselves are more or less bounty hunters. Yeah. Not, well, not bounty hunters, but like space pirates, kind of shit. Yeah, they're kind of space pirate mercenary stuff that only join the covenant just to get like some free, like you know, money and stuff like that or whatever. Mm. So I mean, that's something interesting that they could have done. I mean, heck, one of the most popular characters to come out of the Halo series is the Arbiter, an elite, and you know he has a ton of backstory. So I mean, he it, he is the star of Halo Two. More or less, yeah. Like he's like he he plays with Chief as being like they should more or less are like the two protagonists of that of the, of the game, and uh, and is kind of like one of the few friends Chief has. Yeah. So like. It is kind of suckish. I mean, granted, I didn't think we would get, like, the Arbiter in this show, at least in the first season. But I feel like that could easily be, like, something they can do. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it feels like so far, like, uh, yeah, the Covenant seemed a bit wasted. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say they're cannon fodder because, obviously, we see the Covenant... Like, in that first episode, we see the Covenant, like, as they are. They destroy like shit and only mm. the spartans have a shot at taking them down yeah and then in that other episode yeah like she can mow them down but there are some covenant species that he has trouble with such as you know a brute chieftain yeah so and we see in this episode just how far they're willing to destroy planet but you never get that sense of like hey they glass the planet and you who's never known anything about like halo don't know the meaning of, like, what it means to glass a planet. All you see is a video feed of just, like, kind of, like, what it seems to be hell on Earth. And it's like, oh, that seems kind of bad. But, yeah, you don't, there isn't... Like, if you want an understanding of, like, how bad Reach was, either read the book or play Halo Reach. Yeah. And they show you how fucked up a glassing is. Yeah, more or less. It's like, because isn't there a moment in, in that one mission, Halo Reach, where, like, if you don't get it to on time, it falls down it's like... It's okay, buddy. Just focus on saving everyone else. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of like something like that, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, you know, th- there is a, yeah, there is sort of like, I guess a problem with how the Covenant are done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. It's it's all coming to a head with this final episode. I mean, we I know we are getting a season two, but it's sort of like, where are we ending off here? Yeah, where are we going? Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to say that them not not looking into the lore or anything like that, or like playing the games, was, neg- was something negative. I think they've done some stuff that's really interesting, but they don't develop it. Yeah, I think I can get what you mean by that. Um, I, I think I am one of those people that like was like more intrigued that they weren't gonna fu- uh, yeah. it wasn't gonna be like uh, they're doing their own thing with the Halo universe and not adapting mm. the games and stuff i was like okay you know what makes sense it, yeah in a weird way it kind of makes sense mm. uh i just hope they you know don't do crazy things and i mean i mean there have been some crazy things some some i'm like i can get used to that others i'm just like i didn't imagine i mean i didn't imagine chief banging anyone but i mean I guess that's the world we live in. Yeah, it's the world we live in. I mean, granted, I mean, there's no penetration involved. I just, it's just some, it's pretty tasteful, I guess. It's TV show wise. It, yeah, TV, TV fourteen, sex scene. Um, so not, you know, not but a you whole know lot. that's what everyone's gonna be talking about. Yeah, I'm just like, that's the one thing people are gonna be talking about from from the show. It's that she fucks, and it's like, I don't know if that's just because they they wanted to be like one of those people of like, hey, listen, all right. This isn't your dad, Halo. Yeah, I know. This isn't your the Halo you grew up with. This is new Halo, or straight up just being like, "Hey, you you never noticed that like the only female that she likes talks to and has a deep connection is just is just a fucking robot." It's pretty sad. We we got to change that, and it's like, but why though? But why? There's a reason. Yeah, because he himself is more or less a robot. So the it's it provides a bit of irony that the AI who has more human emotion than the man yeah kind of thing i mean and i this is one of those things where i feel like you still need someone who knows the what what to do right and i think and hopefully the people who the people who are working on the show at least hear the complaints about the show and like not try to like you know double down hopefully 
Or and just, yeah, double down and being like, oh, it's just a bunch of angry, nerdy fanboys, blah, blah, blah. We, yeah, know. like Ghostbusters 2016 level. Yeah. But, or like, you know, or we're like, you know what? These guys kind of have a point. Let's let's listen. Let's listen. Ignore the negativity. Listen to the criticism. The legit criticisms. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those. Like, it, you could have Chief not wear his helmet, but still have him in his suit. And still do things with the helmet on, right? Uh-huh. Every once in a while, he can take it off. Yes, yeah, sure, that's fine. But never forget that that suit itself is iconic. It is the the thing that sells, right? Yeah. It is a great design. It is a great... When you see that design, you think of Halo. And you think of Xbox kind of shit. I would say that, like, if anything, the fact that, you know, when you see the show and they market the show with the suit on... You know, it seems like at least the marketing team understands, hey, people want to see the suit. People want to see Master Chief doing Master Chief things, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, again, it is inherently interesting what they do with Chief's character in this show. Mm-hmm. It's more of like... Okay, but okay, but where are we going with this, though? Yeah, where are we going? And I think it's more of execution. Because I yeah. feel like execution matters a lot. Like, th- there are... Like, cause if you've bought, like, you can have a something, and you can the intent can be clear, but if it's executed badly, then you know, yeah, it's bad. It I'm, doesn't have to be subtle. It doesn't have to be like overt. But the 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 implication is clear, then you understand why. I think like my favorite example, and I know you're gonna have some PTSD flashbacks of this. Go for it. Um, my favorite example of being like, you know execution matters like you can have the intent but execution matters more than the intent is batman v superman oh yeah no i know i know the the most famous scene of all from that movie the scene that made it so many rage and memes galore the martha scene you know save martha you know like why did you say that name it's his mother's name you know like the intent is obviously that Bruce sees himself as the guy that killed his parents. Like, he is on the other side. He is going to murder a man who has a family, who has someone, people that care about him. Who has a mother. Who has a mother. And, you know, obviously he gets triggered by Martha and stuff. And, you know, it's... Because what, of his father's last words. Yeah, and that's what, like, spurs him into being, like, not being a maniac anymore. Mm. But... It, it, it lets him realize there's a person. Yeah, but obviously, and that's the intent, right? And it's like, in theory, that can work. Yeah. Right? But execution-wise, it's bad because it's just two guys just screaming, Martha, why did you say that name? And it's just so goddamn funny yeah. that it completely ruins the... Because he could have said any other thing. Heck, you could have... You didn't even have to do the Martha thing. I mean, obviously, the the thing is like, oh, yeah. Like, you don't come into that scene being like, oh, wow, it's so deep and stuff. It's like, oh, isn't it? Yeah, that is kind of funny that their moms have the same first I've name. I've talked to it with so many comic book fans. They were like, oh, yeah, they both have the same name. That's kind of funny. Yeah. That's, that's weird. It's like, that's the thing you get out of that scene, not like, you know, Batman redeeming himself. It's like, oh, you yeah. Know, that's we a- get that, too. But, like, it's it's pretty funny that they have a, their moms have the same name. Yeah, but it's, it, yeah. You could have easily done that scene differently. Probably... Heck, if you wanted, like, some illusion, you could have just, I don't know, have... If Lois is going to throw herself over Superman anyway, why doesn't she just wear some pearls like his mom was wearing and they get torn off? And then he's like, PTSD flashback from that. Or just, you know, just say... Or the obvious, just say, you gotta stop and they're going to kill my mother. Yeah, like, there's... The simplest thing to do. Yeah, there's so many other ways you could get that scene to work correctly but the way they do it you know they botch the intent with the execution because it comes off funny than it does serious. yeah it, yeah it, yeah especially with a movie that wants to wants to be super ultra serious all the time yeah uh but yeah point is i really that's sort of what i see with the halo show is that there's a lot of interesting things that they are trying to do yeah but it seems like their execution of those ideas aren't working out as well as they want them to. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. The idea of Chief essentially having emotions, I like that idea. 
I am not against that. Mostly because, for the most part, if you've only been exposed to the show, to the games, I'm sorry, that's all you know about Chief. He's kind of like a robot. <laughs> yeah. And you want to have that emotions. And granted, if you look through the lore, you can find that. But most of the time, people don't want to go read the books. But you can use that either as a foundation or, you know, take this opportunity to do your own take on how Chief would be with emotions, right? Yeah. That would have been an interesting thing. But, and granted, again, we could probably talk about this more in, in after the last episode. Um, but, you know, it's it's clearly t- evident that they do, they have an idea but never fully execute. Maybe because, and I don't know if this is a writing thing with shows where they just kind of want to wait till the, to, like, you know, just do all the planting of the things and then, like, pay it off in the next seasons. But you're like, you can't be doing that because you don't even know if you can have it next season. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's definitely not that. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you, like what you said, uh, you don't know if you're getting a second season, so you want to build up whatever storylines you have in this, in, in your in your first season, have them pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a part of it, I feel like, is just simply that I mean, so I usually I feel like when you're writing a TV show, uh, you have a general plan of where it's gonna go. Yeah. And as you write the episodes, you add various little like a plots. Like you have a main overall like plot, the a plot, and then you have like some side plots, like a b plot or a c plot mm-hmm. going down. Especially in sort of a episodic shows like this. Yeah. Uh, serialized shows, you know, like. Yeah, like you know, have just random stuff happening every episode. You you can just get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. But when you're doing something like this, you have to have like a, like, you know where you're going. You have a start and you have an end. You just got to write your way to that, mm. and make sure everything lines up well for a season to work. And I am not entirely sure if they were doing that because clearly, um, dude, last ep- the the episode before the Quan episode, I felt like that could have been a good ending. Fair enough, I guess you can when you think about it because it's like, because uh, it does end with them like seeing the halo more or less. It, yeah, it does kind of seem like that could have been like a decent like end if it was like a six episode season. Yeah, of just like oh, okay, we had some good stuff, we had some you know coming stuff, and then it's like oh now we get to like the actual halo. I mean, granted we're not on Halo, but we get to see what Halo is. It's beautiful. Yeah, and, you know, you could easily maybe just have it end there and then, like, sort of start up the next season of just, like, okay, where's Quan at the moment? All right, mm-hmm. what's Chief going to do now that we know what the Halo looks like and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, because we have these 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 previous two episodes sort of more explaining all those questions, now we have a final episode coming next week, and we kind of just, like, where are we going to go? How is this all going to end? I know there's a season two, but, like, where 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 is this all ending gonna end up being? Are we gonna get a a a, a follow reach scenario here and have it be extremely rushed? I mean, I have no idea what how long the last episode's gonna be. Mm. Is this just gonna be like what's the consequences of Halsey? You know, essentially almost staging a what is essentially a coup kind of thing against the UNSC. Where, where is this all gonna be leading to? Like what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 that's what I'm saying. Like the writing feels like it just become very lazy, where like stuff just happens now and there's no rhyme or reason for it, or there is a rhyme and reason for it, but it's not a really good reason. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because like I'm not denying the fact that the earlier episodes were surprisingly not well written, but they were engaging. Yeah, like you can understand them um, well enough and. You can have, like, some bits of fun with it. Yeah. And I guess this is where we're going to end it now because I, I do want to, like, want to end this episode but also hold back a lot of my thoughts on this when we come to the last episode. Yeah, because I feel like it's going to be that last episode that really cements where I think my thoughts on the Halos TV series is at this point. Yeah. Like, because I think it's kind of going to be a make it or break it for me. Not- yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I might still watch the second season if, you know, we start, if we see, like, stuff like, oh, we they've learned, they're going to improve, such and such, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to say this right now, don't blame 343. <laughs> they got enough shit on their hands. Yeah, I mean, 
on the one hand, yes, I can kind of see why someone, some people, some fans would blame Thief for Thief for letting them just kind of do that. Um, on the other hand, I completely feel like this is all just the consequences of this show being in like development hell for so long mm. that they sort of just were like kind of they kind of just went in these sort of in, like not weird odd directions i would say yes you know like the fact that it you know this show was has been in development hell for so long uh that they sort of kind of gone through some weird motions of it that yeah i i probably would say mm-hmm. um just they just try to get it out I mean, yeah, at a certain point, you know, because, again, this show was announced back in, like, 2013, and I think it only really started being made around 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly, like, they probably went through so many different, like, rewrites rewrites of, like, all right, where do we want to do this? To, at a certain point, I mean, I feel like that's pro- probably half the reason why they went with not wanting to follow the lore as as much, because they were kind of just, like, Screw it. Let's just make our own thing and just like have some Halo bits here and there. I don't know. I I you know I don't know. I don't think I can be proven right or wrong about that statement. But I mean, I could easily see someone making that argument. So yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting uh, finale, I guess, to watch. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Anyways, guys, this has been uh, all that. Uh, if you like what you heard, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Geeks Contrarians. We're most active on Instagram, where you find a link tree to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a link to the YouTube for all you all your listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we do have a Patreon for support in any form of way. And yeah, that's our thoughts on Moon Knight. Great show. Great show. Halo, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, guys, have a good one. Peace.